Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Great to be with you on this Thursday. Hey, by the way, the coaches show us tonight. And yes, James Franklin will be on in the final half hour. But let me tell you about the first half hour tonight. Steven Nedarosik, who just won the world championship, the first ever world championship in pommel horse for the United States. He's Penn State's own. He won two national titles in it. This, this kid could end up being in the Olympics in 2024 in Paris. And he is uh, going to be the guest in the opening half hour tonight. Now, I realize this is not the fun opening that everybody was hoping for. That's where Matt comes in. So, Matt, why don't you tell everybody what is disgusting you today? No, actually, that's a great way to open the show. I tell you, Penn State's been well represented in the Olympics. Ah, you don't care about that. It's like, yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Come on. I will say this, though. Um, Uh Uh-oh, here we go. No, this is good. This is good. I appreciated the beer comment from James Franklin, and we need to make that happen. And, in fact, we should have him come to Tom McGrath's tailgate and do it that way. Bring the whole Penn State rider band crew. Andre Snyder was clearly all for it if you listened yesterday. So we need to make that happen, Steve. There you go. That's my takeaway for today. I see. <laughs> but on a serious note, I actually appreciated I mean, the full I mean, set of comments he had. I mean, I mean just so you know, I mean, um, I've already had I've already had those moments. Okay, <laughs> so I know. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, but he's not a beer drinker, by the way. Really? No, he really isn't. Oh, okay. No. No. Well, I respect that even more. Hmm. I mean, not like he's never had one. I mean, I've seen him have one, but he really isn't a big beer drinker. So, But he definitely would be the kind of guy I would actually want to have a beer with, though. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, believe me. He's a great guy to talk to. And obviously, I'm in a different spot where I can sit there and I can... We can have... How about this? He and I can have candid conversations because we always know it's between him and me, and I don't share it, which drives you nuts, drives the audience nuts, all right? And the king. And the king drives him nuts. But I don't think you last as long in this business as I've lasted doing what I do unless you have that, unless you are like that. How about that? I mean, if you want, I could be like the suit. Hey, I found this to be fascinating. I I guess that on Friday nights, 
between 7 and 9.30, there are people at the border that turn around and go back. It's just really, I don't know. I <laughs> Oh, my almighty! <laughs> been a, really an important tool used by Border Patrol <laughs> here. What do you think of this? Oh. <laughs> That's one part of that story that I clearly missed. <laughs> right. Then the chief talks. They're like, oh, what a great country. <laughs> you, sir, are my hero. And we'll have him and Greg Wetzel in studio today for our roundtable. Steve Briggs will call in. And actually, instead of Reginald Walker, we're going to have uh, Ruth Scarcella today. Okay. I thought I thought you'd find that more fun. I'm cool yeah, with we'll, either. We'll, I, I like both we'll, of them. We'll, we'll have Reggie on tomorrow. There you go. How about All right. that? Reggie will be on tomorrow's show, I guarantee it. And then we'll have Rich today. Because with Arizona playing Green Bay tonight, I want to be able to slip in an Arizona Green Bay question. Absolutely. About that? And we will be yeah. picking that game later with the King. Oh, that game made the cut. Yes, it did. I was glad it did. Uh, Scantling's out, and uh, Devontae Adams is out. And I think Lazar was on the COVID list or questionable. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they got they got three guys out. Yeah. Three, three guys out at wide out. Going to be a lot of throws to the tight end tonight. But that's a good game. I mean, for a Thursday night game? That's great. Plus, I think it gives everybody a chance to watch the Cardinals. Now, J.J. Watt's out. Well, let's face it, you kind of feel like it's only a, pure, a matter of time till T.J.'s out, too. So, kind of like, kind of like the Boses, you know. And now maybe <laughs> Melvin Ingram will be out. Maybe he'll go to Pittsburgh West as Arizona's been called from time to time. I got James Conner. All right, so how about a little wrestling news? Okay, so here's the schedule. We're going to start on Saturday, November 13th, with the Journeyman Duels in York. That'll be at 5:30. They got Sacred Heart, then they got Oregon at Oregon State at seven. On Thursday the 18th, they'll have Army in Rec Hall at seven o'clock. On Friday, December 3rd, they're at Penn at 7. And then Sunday, the 5th, they've got Lehigh at Rec Hall at 2 o'clock, and that's on BTM+. Plus. On Monday and Tuesday, December 20 and 21, they've got the Collegiate Wrestling Duels in Niceville, Florida. Then in January... On Friday the 7th, they're at Maryland. That's on BTM+. Plus. Sunday the 9th, they're home in Rec Hall with Indiana. That will be on, that will probably be on the Big Ten Network. Sunday the 16th, Rutgers is at home. That'll be on either ESPN2 or ESPNU at 5 o'clock. Friday the 21st, they're at Michigan. That will be on BTN at 6 o'clock. Sunday the 23rd, they're at Michigan State. That will be on BTM Plus TBA. Friday the 28th of January at Iowa, that will be on BTM beginning at 9 o'clock. Friday 
February 4th in the Jordan Center. They will wrestle Ohio State. That will be on the on Big Ten Network at 7. Sunday the 6th, Nebraska and Rec Hall, noon, BTN. Sunday the 20th, Ryder in Rec Hall. So nothing but home dual meets in Rec Hall in February. That will be on BTN Plus at 2 p.m. The Big Ten Championships this time will be in Lincoln on the 5th and 6th at Pinnacle Bank Arena. And, of course, as Dick has mentioned before, the NCAA Championships will be Thursday through Saturday of March the 17th through the 19th, and that will be at Little Caesars Arena in Detroit. And as we point out, the Little Caesars Arena, that is not the gambling casino. That's the that's Mike Illich, the late Mike Illich. That's the pizza, okay? Little Caesars Pizza. So that's a Little Caesars Arena. Brand new. It's where the Pistons and the Red Wings both play. It's in downtown Detroit. Okay? So that gives uh, you the wrestling schedule and the TV to go with it. Okay? And by the way, the matchup with Penn will be at the Palestra when they uh, have that on Friday, December 3rd. That will be in the Palestra. Okay? before they come back to take on Lehigh here on the 5th. It'll be great to have fans back. I'm going to assume it's, you know, because it's Penn State Wrestling, it's all sold out. So I'll assume that. Usually it's a pretty safe assumption to make. And... And a lot of this is in January and February, which means there'll be no Eagles playoff conflict. Yeah, I can pretty much assure you of that, unfortunately. You seem so depressed. <laughs> you okay? I'm good. Don't worry about it. I don't know. I'm worried. Hey, the Flyers about it. got a big dub last night. I'm, I'm rocking the Flyers today. Yeah, it's October. Um... <laughs> <laughs> like, ooh, goody. <laughs> oh, wowzers. <laughs> All right. Let's take a break. Today's show is uh, brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. 
at some point, I'd love the guys to sit down with you guys over a beer and, and talk through all of this. Uh, talk through all of this in detail, kind of how it goes, the the challenging situations that that you know coaches are put in sometimes, um, especially if you're trying to be honest and upfront with, with everybody, and that's something that's very very important to me. Um, I think I have shown my loyalty. Um, to this team, to this program, to this community, um, I, I think there's. I think I've been pretty consistent with that. There's times that you're, you're put in challenging situations, um, and and I just always want to be able to, when I say something, it's done, and it's it's in stone. And when you're talking about the future, that 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 can be challenging at times. Um, so I am fiercely loyal. Uh, to Penn State, I am fiercely loyal, most importantly, to these players and, and the staff. Um, but there's a lot of moving parts with all of these things. There's a lot of moving parts, some of which we have talked about in the past. I mean, look, there's a lot to it. I mean, it's um, a lot to it. This is... I mean, that ability to sit down and have candid conversation. I mean, have Jack and I had some of those candid conversations with him? Yeah. Okay. All right. We have. So I have a pretty good idea about, you know, what he'd like to talk about and why. He has had to fight for everything that they've been able to get in there. You know? I mean, he just wants to continue to, again, fight for whatever he can get there that he thinks makes the Penn State experience the best one for everybody along the way. Now, you know, it, and there's also budgets on the other side, too, that have to be brought into play, but, you know, that's that's where you have conversation. That's where you have conversation. All right. Matt, of course, you know, we, this came up, and the first thing the suit says was, what kind of beer? It, it, it didn't really matter what they were talking about. That's like, he no, senor! No, senor! No, senor! I thought it was great last year. We bought this for Christmas. We bought the suit Babel, and we did it because we thought we could understand the games better. <laughs> what? what? Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. <laughs> I make Mertzi drive off the road, don't I? <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And like, and she's a Yankee fan like you, right? No, she is she's not a Yankee fan. No, we're we share ND together. I know you share Notre Dame together. That part I got. I don't. At least I, I don't think she's much of a baseball person. She's Bears and Notre Dame. Well, I know that. I know yeah. the Bears. I know Notre Dame. I got that part. By the way, the bowl group today, for the first time, has weighed in on the college football playoff. And they're saying that any structure, say it's 12 teams, as an example, they really would like to see the bowls involved. Now, if I'm the bowl bowl group, I want this. That would mean 10 of your 43 bowls, a quarter of them would be involved in the playoff. So if I'm them, I want this. So, of course, I put together this idea. 
There's one area, though, where they go a little bit off the rails. And that is when they say, because it would promote neutral sites. Well, technically, true. But as someone in his career who's broadcast a lot of bowl games, you're telling me when you go to the Outback Bowl and you play Florida, that was a neutral site? you telling me when you go to the Alamo Bowl and it's Texas A&M, that's a neutral site? When you go to the Citrus Bowl and it's Kentucky, that was a neutral site? When it was Georgia and the Gator Bowl, that was a neutral site? Come on. These bowls are down south for a reason. It's warm. <laughs> okay, it's warm. That's good. But they're also closer. When they play Memphis in the Cotton Bowl, that wasn't a neutral site. Anytime you're from the north and you're playing in the vast majority of these games, you know, outside of the Pinstripe Bowl or the Quick Lane Bowl or something like that, right? You're playing a road game. They also said they were very careful with the tone of the letter. And when you read the letter, they they have. I mean, they were very. I thought their their tone was very respectful. And look, and and everybody knows as a traditionalist, I'm big on the bowls. I'm huge on bowls. But the part about neutrality, while technically correct, it's not correct. <laughs> okay, it's not. It's not. It is. It is correct in the purest sense. It is incorrect in the realistic sense. How about that? And, of course, right now the bowls are having a little bit of a problem because, you know, you've had declining attendance even at major bowl games like the Sugar and Orange Bowls. And when Penn State played in the Cobb Bowl against Memphis, they have 54,000. That was the lowest attended Cotton Bowl in years, believe it or not. And Penn State usually is a draw, but Memphis, you know, and for fans from Memphis, they drove. They didn't fly, they drove. That's one thing about playing also home games is, number one, it would give northern teams like Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan an opportunity to host, and it would. here's what it would bring. What has been, what do you think has been one of the bigger factors in increased TV ratings this fall? We're waiting for Matt to answer. Oh, the crowds. Having full houses. Exactly. Exactly. Atmosphere, atmosphere, atmosphere. You're not going to get that at in the opening round, but you can have that atmosphere of that home crowd coming right through the TV set. And I think that would be a big plus. The rest of it I'd like to see. I'd like to see the quarterfinals and the semifinals in the New Year's Six. I've said that from the beginning. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. And today's show brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, best in new inventory. Maybe the budget screaming, how about some pre-owned inventory? Well, you want to make sure you have the Sunbury Motors guarantee to back it up. means everything. Great sales staff. They work with you. And also a fabulous service department. 
It is all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Humble's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. All right, so let's get to our high school roundtable. Steve Briggs will join us first as Sealands Grove on a roll is at Montoursville. Hello. How are you doing today, Steve? I'm doing great. How about you, Steve? Doing great. I'm doing good. great. Good, good. All right, so let's get, good, good. when things happen, you look at for common threads. Sealands Grove has been on a roll. What have been the common threads that they've been able to rely on for the past month? Big, big plays, uh, explosive plays. I think, um, well, Zach Showers has been doing a, a, a great job with the stats, and uh, they're off the charts, which which is which shows how they score quickly. Um, you know, with a, a pass play more than 15 yards, a running play more than 12 yards, and. My goodness, they've been, it's been extremely explosive. And unfortunately, last week, um, Southern took them out of that game, Southern Columbia, that is. And, you know, end result, they, they really couldn't get much going. Yeah, okay. I mean, look, Southern is, it, it's a different animal. I got yeah. it. The game 7 7, uh, if I recall correctly, because I was trying to keep up with it online, yeah. I think the game is 7 7. There's always a turning point in something like that. What was the turning point? Was it the inability to answer when when Southern Columbia went up fourteen seven? Yeah, a couple a couple um, bad field positions for Seons Grove, and then conversely, uh, Southern took advantage of getting short fields or shorter fields, and then you know Garcia kids unbelievable and he's a difference maker and I think the other thing that really caught up with Seals Grove as well and Southern does this to everybody um, Southern basically a one platoon team they have been through their run Jim Roth does a great job a lot of their guys don't go both ways whereas Seals Grove and most of the small schools around here you know their best players are playing both offense and defense and special teams. Where, and I think um, that kind of caught up with Seals Grove as well. You know, the, just getting worn down in the late in the third quarter and then fourth quarter, the Southern just exploded, and they do that to everybody. No, I mean they yeah they've done it to most people. Uh, they came from behind. <laughs> was it Wyoming area? I think they came from behind in the fourth quarter, but then of course then they lost. They finally got tripped up. Uh, by somebody, so now you got a bounce yeah, back. Missing. Yeah, yeah why missing got him. So how about now Montoursville? Got to hit the road on this one. What does it mean psychologically to go and win this one before you get to postseason? Well, I think traditionally, going back probably ten or fifteen years, Montoursville has played uh, Seals Grove very tough. Um, even in the heyday, um, when, you know, they were winning 13, 14, 15, 16 games in a state title, still Montoursville was always a tough game. Um, and now going up there at third place, this Polizzi kid, if I'm saying it properly, is a really good running back, might be the best running back in the area. Um, they're missing some guys up front, new quarterback from a year ago, but, Steve, it's still Montoursville. Uh, there's, yeah. there's great athletes. It's a great program. Um, the culture is still there. And, and the ones they've lost were relatively uh, close games, you know. 
and whereas Sealands Grove has has blown out folks when when they were on the roll, as you spoke to spoke of earlier. So it's going to be a great one. It really is because it's up there. Now we're hearing that it's going to be a, a wet day tomorrow and wet wet evening. So where yeah. does that come into play? Um, it is a turf field, but um, it seems like both teams like to run the football, and it'll be uh, one of those who makes mistakes uh, first and last, I guess. Yeah, no, I, that's always going to be important. I I see a game like this, Steve, and you know sometimes you can think about the game in its entirety. I look at a game like this, and I think this is a possession by possession game on both sides. Yeah, I, I great point, uh, and I think that's exactly what it is. And the kicking game, and watching yes. the little film that I did, um, it does look like uh, Seals Grove does get the edge in the in the, uh, in the kicking game in their special teams. You know, just with their punt returns and kickoff returns, and Seals um, Grove's got a strong kicker and punter. So th- that may be a, as big a factor as what you just said uh, going into, it, especially on a wet night. Yeah. Steve, absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for your time. Great uh, job all season. You. Appreciate you so much. Appreciate it. Bye now. You bet. Okay, so in the studio, the Chief, Greg Wetzel, and in the background, the person that will that refuses to be on the show, you can hear him. <laughs> S-U-I-T, that spells Suda! Again, you know, they were using that uh, the Shikalimi play-by-play at the border, and it seemed to reduce crossings. All right, so um, get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Just a thought. Did he leave? No, he's still he's still in the studio hanging. <laughs> I don't know if he'll actually get on the mic. It looks like he might. Oh, jeez. <laughs> But Chief and Greg are still here, ready to go. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, so we'll start with Greg. Little Brown Jug game, Greg. Uh, so, you know, this is what this will be three games in eight days. How have they weathered this after the the game with Loyal Sock Monday night? Well. The coaches cut the practices down to like a 45-minute to an hour practice. So that's one thing they've done. Um, and, and again, it's the Little Brown Jug game. It's it's the last game for uh, nine seniors in a Lewisburg uniform. So those are things that uh, are, are getting the kids excited to play this game. Um, that's about all I can tell you, Steve. You know, they they had a great game against Milton on yeah. on Friday night, and and realistically, they had close to 400 yards of offense against Loyal Sock on Monday night. Their problem was they gave up two long passes and two special team touchdowns. So, you know, were they the better team that night? No, Loyal Sock was the better team. Right. But uh, they they still moved the ball well uh, defensively. They didn't play too bad, except a, a couple breakdowns there in the secondary on the two long passes, but uh, I think they feel good about going into the Mifflinburg game. Uh, they know it's going to be a challenge because this quarterback Mifflinburg has is probably the biggest quarterback they're going to see uh, maybe in their careers. Even if kids play college football, he might the big, yeah. be the biggest quarterback they see in their careers, so that's right. going to be a challenge for them. Uh, what about conditions? I, see, I've always been one, Greg, that felt that, you know, because Steve and I were talking about this 
with Sealands Grove about conditions. To me, it's not it's not snow or rain. To me, it, the, the biggest problem is always wind. Yeah, exactly, uh, and and Bucknell can get very windy because of the yes. the open end of the stadium there. So that will definitely play into effect. And again. I think that helps Mifflinburg because of the size of their quarterback, and he can throw the ball. He throws the ball well and, and looking at film and stuff. So I think that could be a positive for Mifflinburg. Um, I think Lewisburg will have to go to more of a, a running attack and a very short passing game if the wind gets gets too bad. Well, they're talking about the possibility of winds between 10 and 30 miles an hour, yeah. like gusting to 30 <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah, and if you get uh, a gust, you're in trouble. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, yeah. not with the suit. He's fine. No, yeah. uh, but that's a different story. Uh, but Oh, fire, almighty! <laughs> some people are windproof. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, he's not moving anywhere. No, I mean, not budging. But is there enough ground game for Lewisburg in this game where where it doesn't really matter about the wind. You know, I, I think there is, and, and the only reason I'm saying that, Steve, is I think with their team speed that they have yeah. in the backfield stuff, they do have enough ground game. And they have shown the ability to get that four or five yards at a clip just running straight ahead in like an isolation play or a dive. So I think they do have that ability to control the game on the ground. All right, so now here's the next part. Mm -hmm. Special teams becomes a really interesting proposition. Now, not rain, but with wind. wind right. How, how do you now look at the special teams matchup? I, I would say that's probably about even. Uh, Lewisburg's kicking game, we kicked a 34-yard field goal the other night, but that's about our, our limit, about 35 yards. Uh, yeah. I think Mifflinburg has a kid that can kick it a little better than that. Uh, the punting game, I would I would say that's probably pretty even. Lewisburg's punter, he's probably averaging close to 40, 40 yards a punt. The, where we might have an advantage is in the return game. Yeah. And, and again, Depending on the wind and how the ball bounces and how wet it's it is, judgment. That's this right. This is judgment. This yeah. is. I mean, you have to have exemplary judgment to begin with. Right. In these conditions, you have to be perfect. Exactly. Exactly. And we have um, two really good kids returning kickoffs, and we have a uh, uh, Cam Michaels who returns punts has no fear. So I, yeah. my my thing with him is, I believe if it's a catchable ball or it's gonna going to bounce, he's going to try to pick it up and run it. And on these conditions, that could be a mistake. Exactly. Yeah. All right, so is the Chief still being distracted by... Well, not really. Kevin's on his phone, so... Oh, of course <laughs> so he is. Oh, no, absolutely. Oh. I'm texting some guy in State College that never answers my text, so I don't know. I don't understand it. <laughs> oh, no. I, let me put it this way. I totally understand where that guy's coming from. All right, so... I, and I, 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 and I'm just sitting here doing what I normally do when Kevin's here. <laughs> Listening. Getting ready to do deep, deep analysis. Uh, analysis. Yeah. yeah, thank you. <laughs> he can do it. I can't say it, but he can Get do it. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Indeed. <laughs>
How long ago did the head injury occur? <laughs> uh, uh, so, How long have we been doing games, Chief? 20, 25 20, years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been a really revealing day. Uh, yeah. Dave, obviously it's been a tough season. Okay, it's been a tough season. What would it mean to these kids to get out of here and get a win tomorrow night? Well, I think I told you last week, you know, one, two and eight sounds a lot better than one and nine, especially if you get that second victory the last game of the season. And we have a, I think we've got a pretty solid group of seniors that uh, they're not going to, they're not going to give up. They're going to, you know, they're just going to, they're, they're just not going to ride it out. They're going to try to beat Milton. And it would mean a lot. It, it's something that, you know, a lot of times it's a game that you can, you know, you can look back on and remember. So, and, you know, last week, um, you know, again, it's not that we pay, played that poorly. Uh, again, we ran, ran ran up against a pretty good football team, but we moved the ball. Our quarterback completed most of his passes. But again, that old turnover bug just is a killer. All right, the the fumble is fumbles have really devastated the team. Sometimes you can be three plays away per half from turning it around. Uh, sometimes it's two. Where, where is Shikolami? How many plays per half are they away from actually turning it around? Well, against Shimokin, they were two plays away because those two plays probably yeah. would have resulted one in a touchdown and one in a first down pretty deep in Shimokin's territory. Against Mifflinburg, uh, they would have needed a couple of, a, a couple more plays in that first half yeah. to try to get back. Uh, but you know, I'm I'm thinking about when we played Seals Grove. Uh, there was uh, a, all of a sudden lightning strikes Seals Grove, and they get two touchdowns on two really really freaky plays. Um, one's a fumble that their kid takes off their own their own runner to yep. take it in, and the other was the the uh, good uh, kickoff return that Morgan, you know Chase Morgan got to the 50 yard line, and he got hit pretty hard, and they took the ball off him, and he went they went for another touchdown. So you take those two plays away, and it's a it's a pretty Pretty close ball game. No, it, it changes everything. There's no question. So now let's get to the potential of conditions. Uh, when you look at how Milton plays and you look at how, how Shikolami plays, it's not the rain part of it. To me, it's the wind. Okay? And so if that's the case, the, are certain elements here actually fit how Shikolami wants to play? Well, I talked to one of the assistant coaches, and I said, if it rains tomorrow, are we going to play? He says, yes, we're going to play because it'll be to our advantage because we like to run the ball and we can't throw. So that's that, that, that I think along those lines. Uh, with the wind, uh, I, you know, I don't think it's going to affect us as much because uh, we don't go downfield with a lot of our passes. Most of our passes right. are short or medium. And uh, the other thing is John Pfeiffer's pretty good punter. And he has he can he can get the ball low and hit it you know try to get it into him but hit it low and he's got a pretty good leg and I'd like to see what Nick Coons our our kicker can do because we haven't seen him attempt a field goal this year he's kicked a lot of extra points he's got he's good at kickoffs so uh, and I've we've watched Nick also you know he, his kickoffs can be high and they can also be the uh, old I call it the old knuckleball nice and low and hard to handle so right. I don't th- I don't think the wind's going to affect me that much. I really how about don't. Mil- how about Milton? Well, Milton, uh, you know, I I think from what I understand with them, I don't think they're going to try to throw deep either. 
Uh, right. And and the thing is, that they're probably going to run off the athleticism of their quarterback, and that's mm-hmm. something that uh, that will that the wind's not going to affect them that way. Our field. Uh, this will be the last game that's been played on our field, and it's not in bad shape, but there are places where there's not a lot of grass uh, because there's right. been a lot of soccer games played there. So if we mm-hmm. get a half inch of rain tomorrow afternoon and a half inch you know, from yeah. the time the game starts, it's, it's going to be pretty sloppy. And I think the fact that the ball's going to be wet is going to affect both teams more than the fact that we're going to have some wind. Yeah. The, only, the only bad thing, Steve and Kevin will agree with me, if that wind comes out of the south, that's right over the sewer treatment plant right next to the football <laughs> field. And it's just a, it's just a Wonderful atmosphere you have when that takes place. It's a whole different, a whole different game then. <laughs> Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Definite home field advantage. Yeah, I, I realize. I, I mean, I realize Kevin now has an AARP card, and just because it's I and just do. because and just because it's senior night doesn't mean you run out. Yeah. All right, Man, so uh, I'm so now now. Uh, I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the suit. Get off the field. Play the game. <laughs> he hopes to eventually that, that, go to college. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Wetzel, Chief, me. Who are those three hecklers? Yeah, oh, three. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you should. That. I know you're really busy, but sometime you should come down and be in the booth with us. All right, uh, just uh, you know, you could be a good heckler. That's for sure. So you could be like the oh, two guys in the Muppet oh, Show. Oh, no, right? He's done. He's done that oh, a couple of times with Stadler. Al, believe me, Stadler. Stadler and Waldorf. Yes, exactly. Stadler and Waldorf. That's what. That's what Pat Chambers always used to call Dick Girardi and me. Stadler and Waldorf up in the balcony. Right. Hey, what do you think of that? Yeah. <laughs> Which makes me Fozzie Bear. Then. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh. Well, you guys have done a great job with the season. You really have. It's, these are not the easiest seasons to do, and you're pull. And uh, look, everyone talks about neutrality, which is a bunch of bunk. Nobody's neutral out there, no matter what they claim. I'm neutral. Yeah, sure you are, sport. Uh, and uh, you guys are you're pulling hard for those kids, and you want them to succeed. And it's hard on you guys too. Because you know how hard they're working. So you guys have done a great job with that. Well, thank you. Thank yeah, you, and, Steve. And, and we're around them all the time, so we know the effort. That, well, not all the time, but we're around them at least one ga- one day a week at practice, and yep. we can see yep. the effort they're putting in, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no question about that. So, yeah, Greg, uh, awesome job as well, too. Oh, thank you so much, Steve. Pre- no, appreciate you so much. Now, yep. who, now I know Shikolami's out of it, all right? Can Lewisburg still be in the playoff? Uh, it, Shamoka would have to lose. Lewisburg wins, and there'd be a remote chance. I don't know the power numbers. See, that's okay. the difference right there. Is if right. Mifflinburg's sitting in right. the four seed now? Yeah, yeah. Mifflinburg's well, in the four seed. Yeah. Look, Shamoka's playing Mount Carmel, right? Right, right. Yeah. So there's a chance, but. Um, you guys act like I don't know anything. I think it's slim and none <laughs> are the chances. Well, but you know what? In all the, you know, like a Shikolami win would not help. Would would actually not help Lewisburg Correct. because Mifflinburg and Lewisburg both beat Shikolami. Right. So that's kind of a wash. It would. The difference would be somebody that Lewisburg beat that Mifflinburg didn't. Milton. And that would be a Milton that, in my mind. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that would be maybe the difference yeah. that would put Lewisburg in the four seed. But Lewisburg is only going to play nine games instead of the 10. Mifflinburg already has six wins. Lewisburg is going to end up with five wins if they would beat Mifflinburg. Right. right. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a long shot. 
Yeah, it, it takes the mathematician of the chief to be exactly, able to put and that I don't, I don't worry about that stuff until <laughs> yeah, I read I, it in the newspaper. I never worry about the this the how they're going to get in. I just kind of wait till Monday morning when exactly. you say, okay, they're playing and let's go do the game. Yeah, so, that's that's yeah. how I am pretty much. <laughs> They pretty much point me toward the field and I talk. All right, so uh, appreciate you guys, at least most of you, very much. Oh, it's yeah. so good to be back. S U I T. That spells suit. I love you like a brother. You know. I know you do it. I have the feeling is mutual, my friend. All right. So. Yeah, okay, guys. Thanks. You're the best. Appreciate all of you so much. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Uh, just so you guys know, Matt's just sitting there, just being angry. But that's just <laughs> Matt being having his average day. Hey, listen. Right, I, 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 real quick, Steve. I'm sorry. I know you're going to break, but I wanted to say how lucky we are to be able to do three games every week with the broadcast crews that we have yeah. and the folks that we have doing video as oh, well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's just, it, it astounds me every week how, how well things come it's together. Great. So I appreciate it's great. everybody. I mean, the, the, the YouTube thing is phenomenal. The WKOK and SBC YouTubes, it's unbelievable. I love it. So, thanks, guys. I do have to take a break because, believe it or not, we sell stuff on this show. Uh, we're in the Sunbury Motors studio on News Radio 1070 WKOK. S U I T, that spells suit.